And welcome to the July 7th, 2006 edition of the Old Relevant Podcast. Welcome to the show. I see I'm trying out new little catchphrases. Yeah, I like it. Welcome, that works. To, welcome to the show. Anyway, I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the new and improved editorial team. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Tyler. And the cuts begin. Um, editorial Director Kara Davis. Hello. Uh, Jesse Carey. Hello there. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Web Content Producer yes. Jesse Carey. New title. And the new managing editor, Adam Smith. Greetings, friends. Yay. See, that was good. Good projection. Yeah. Thank you. I liked it. Um, as always, uh, here at The Relevant Podcast, we will be looking at the news that affects your life. We have a musical guest today named Brandon Heath, and we will be answering your feedback. Um, up first, we would normally be doing entertainment releases, but I'm not going to anymore, so I will just acknowledge the fact that I'm not doing it. Acknowledge. Um, although I did want to bring up one thing, the Johnny Cash album, that, that album is just That's my slice. You stole my slice. Okay. And now with slices, here's Kara Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to mention an AP story I saw on CNN.com about the, you know, release of the album. It's sort of a feature slash review. And it talked about the days, you know, leading up to his death, like, you know, his wife had died and for, he died four months later, but in the interim, he just worked night and day in a studio with Rick Rubin. Do you think it's like, cause he knew he was dying soon? Well, he just said he like, he had to work to keep himself going. Like he just, he could not just sit around and think about June being gone. He just had to work. So, um, Ruben said sessions were booked every day and if he woke up and felt good enough to do it he would call up and say let's do it Ruben recalled if he wasn't doing well enough he'd say let's do it tomorrow um, and then you know the results and, and Ruben would go fishing yes apparently <laughs> um, so the album is American 5 or American V if you're not familiar with Roman numerals A <laughs> <laughs> hundred highways and um, this review here says that um, Cash's once mountainous voice trembles and breaks in a set of songs, both somber and spiritual. Oh, Lord, help me to walk another mile, just one more mile. Cash sings on the disc opening line, I'm tired of walking all alone. Wow. So it sounds like it's a pretty, you know, spiritual slash mortality filled Well, here, let's album. let let's let the users hear it. Here's a, a sample of that song. I never thought I needed help before. Thought that I could get by by myself, but now I know I just can't take it anymore. And with a humble heart on bended knee, begging you, please, for help. Can, can I say that I jumped on the Johnny Cash train, admittedly a little late. Well, I, you're I young. It's pain. okay. It's not like you're around the '60s. You know, I saw <laughs> I saw Walk the Line, and I didn't really have. Oh I, wait, you were that late. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, late. I had heard Johnny Cash, but after I saw the movie, I got I got a little intrigued, and so I listened to some of his back catalog, and then I listened to uh, the Man Comes Around, which is the. Did you the read America our book, War. Jesse? I have, actually haven't read the book yet, <sighs> but I listened to the album, and it is so like it's it, it's has the kind of same kind of theme of mortality. And it, it just, you know, it's like almost emotionally draining listening mm-hmm. to that album. You know? Well, it's like when you watch the Hurt video, it's just, it right. takes something out yeah. of you. It's so jarring. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, number five. Yeah. The, v. V. the thing I really respect is, uh, you know, Giant Cash deceased yet prolific. Yeah. yeah. I think that's impressive. Right. Yeah, he's it's, dead, it's, but he's still making records. And he also just released a uh, Personal Files, which is a album that he recorded kind of by himself uh, back in the, uh, I think it was the late 70s, but just never got released. So that his family recently released that too. We, we mentioned that on a relevant podcast. Speaking of... Uh, well, 
I haven't I haven't played the segue. I have to do the segue, the music segue. Okay. So um, yeah, we jumped into slices. Up next, slices. Yo, it's time for the show. Got my mind on the road, and yo, it's time to go. It's time for the show. Got my mind on the road. Go, got my mind on the road, and yo, it's time to go. You're listening to Rev Run. The song is Mind on the Road. It reminds me of the old Rick Rubin days with that's Rev Run. That's what I was going to say. Is yeah. it wasn't Rick Rubin? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's, he, what, that's, why I, that's why I played it. Have you watched the show? Re- oh, the... Rev Run's fam- house or something. Yeah. No. Not so much. Not so much. Uh, anyway, it's playing right now at Relevant TV. The song you heard at the beginning of the podcast, you all probably know it's Over My Head by The Fray, but it's the live version. The, the live video is playing right now at Relevant TV, so tune in. And here with Slices is Jesse Carey. Speaking of releases, Johnny Cash isn't the only one who has uh, stuff he recorded a long time ago come out. Huh? That's right. U2. Back in 1981, uh, U2 was invited to speak at a Christian retreat. Were you alive in 1981? No, I wasn't. Wow. But what? What? 83. <gasps> Ridiculous. Yep. I remember 1983. I was five. Really? I was uh, seven. Second grade. Wow. You guys are old. <laughs> well, Bono was 20. <laughs> Bono wow. Was, Bono was, He's old. <laughs> Bono was 20 then. Edge was 19. They were invited to come speak about their faith and Christians in the music business. Um, in this, there's a 45-minute recording. It's called U2's Vision. Um, the guy who recorded it says he hasn't touched it in, in the last 20-odd uh, years. And that it's just Why straight not? up. It's been twenty odd years. Well, he he said that uh, he thinks the the message odd years. is quote fresh and relevant for today. And in it, Bono is quoting scripture. He he says about Isaiah forty verse three. This is a scripture that the Lord has basically shown us in regards to the band. A voice is calling: clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make it smooth. Uh, make in the desert a a highway for God. Let every valley be lifted, and let every mountain and hill be made low, and let rough ground be made become plain. Wow. So he goes on. It's basically a sermon by Bono and the guys from U2 when they were uh, young. He also talks about uh, their Christian beginnings as a band. He said that, I would like to think that U2, we are a very aggressive band. We are an emotional band. We are a live band. I think that's good. I think it's good in the Lord because John the Baptist and Jeremiah were very loud and were quite aggressive and yet gloryful. That that's in our book, Walk On. So right. you haven't read that either? No. Just <laughs> 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 reading assignment. Um, if it's a relevant book about musicians, Jesse Carey hasn't read it. <laughs> so it's his uh, commitment to you. Did you hear that Bono's speaking at Willow Creek? I did. Yeah. It's um they're in August. They're having a conference called the Willow Creek Leadership Conference, and Bono is one of the speakers. He's going to be um, interviewed, I guess. He's not going to mm-hmm. speak, speak. But so he doesn't have to prepare anything, right? I like. Yeah, you know, I spoke at Willow Creek, uh, their young adult service, mm-hmm. and I also was interviewed. I didn't have to prepare anything. It was awesome. wonderful. It's like it takes the pressure off. You know, yeah. you just kind of show up, talk. Mm-hmm. But how cool is it that? Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to church service tonight. Bono's speaking. <laughs> uh, well, who, who's coming to the conference? Like, who's it for? Well, church leadership stuff oh, okay. and it's satellite like all over the country. Right. So, I mean, that whole Willow Creek network. Right. It's, so, it's a leadership conference. Is he going to do a, a special number? <laughs> He's, He's going to lead, lead worship. worship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like beautiful day, peace on earth, <laughs> pride. Now it's your turn. Oh, wow. See, and see how all of ours flowed into each other seamlessly? No, you have to wow. have a smooth transition. It better not be a Twinkie cookbook. <laughs> oh, it's... it's I'll, I'll do you one better than a Twinkie cookbook. Um, <laughs> the San Diego firm Alerca Incorporated announced in June that it's accepting advance orders at $5,000 a piece for hypoallergenic cats. What? That it intends to create hypoallergenic cats. Uh, it's going to crossbreed species <laughs> that lack the uh, bacteria that most cats produce that I guess asthmatics are uh, allergic to. And there's actually, they have a competitor out there called Transgenic Pets (laughs) that's trying to do the same thing by modifying the gene that produces cat saliva. Um, 
and they're they're going to retail for around a thousand to five thousand dollars. Wow! See, I heard that the people who are allergic to cats, they're actually allergic to the saliva mm-hmm. and the fact that they mm-hmm. lick themselves and it gets yeah. on their fur and then the fur gets in the okay. air. That's what causes it. Uh, Same I with dogs; it's that. dog I th- saliva. I thought, that I thought that's why they breed hairless. No. I, because people are allergic no. to the hair. They just do that because they Austin Powers movies. Because it's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think really what they ought to be doing is trying to isolate the gene that makes cats evil and despicable. Yeah. Uh, try, and, <laughs> try and breed that out. You know, then basically what you get is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'll not agree bad. with It's that. not bad for his first slice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not bad. Hey, any we'll other punchline prepared? We'll yeah. yeah. Bada bing. You, you can stay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Any other slices? You always ask that I, like it's a I, prayer request. <laughs> Are there any other slices out there? Yes, I see your hand. I see yours in the back. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Oh, well, uh, Y'all ever been in like 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 in youth group or whatever and they'd ask for prayer requests and everybody tried to outdo each other? Oh, yeah. yeah. The kids always yeah. do that. See, when I started going to Christian school, they would do uh, they would do prayer requests and people would raise their hand and go, unspoken. I have an unspoken What request. the heck is the point of the unspoken I was like, is that, Isn't that oxymoronic? Like... Yeah unspoken and no, pretty much request. why yeah. are you speaking whatever you, know? you could possibly say is nowhere near as horrible as what we're imagining <laughs> yeah. you know, when you say that yeah did you hear about rachel she had an unspoken <laughs> today oh she's just the kind to have an unspoken <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> yeah. draw your own conclusions that's the that's the harm of an unspoken that's what they're saying if you have an unspoken request that's okay just don't speak it exactly <laughs> don't draw attention to yourself because mm-hmm. really that's pride you want yeah. the attention. I know people too in school, and this is pretty. I mean, I, I it's very irreverent, but uh, they they people would make these long emotional prayer requests just for the sake of killing class time. <laughs> oh, like they would just go on sick. and on wow. on purpose for the sake of well, let's see if we can just not do any work today. No, my favorite is the very special unspoken request. Wow. <laughs> like it's somehow more important yeah. than other people's. Or, unspoken it sounds like requests. a TV promo, like yeah. tonight on very on a very special <laughs> unspoken request. <laughs> or, or mine was, I have a very, I have a, no, I, I have a, what? I have an unspoken praise report. <laughs> you, can't, you can't. If it's a praise, <laughs> praise. You it's, know, it's in reference to it. my previous unspoken <laughs> prayer yeah. request. The unspoken, very special unspoken prayer request. Uh, the rash was here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so unspoken praise. Wow. <laughs> the rash cleared up. That's horrible. Yeah. All right. Well, if there are no other prayer requests, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an unspoken. <laughs> unspoken I, slice. I have an unspoken slice. Just go on some news sites. You'll figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you guys hear Ken Lay? passed away yeah yes yeah. Our, their theory is that he's actually disappeared yeah mm. yeah that's i think it's like tupac yeah wow i think he went he went Fake and vanished design. i mean i, I don't want i don't want to make light of someone's death but it is a little suspicious but i mean unspoken. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make a unspoken, an unspoken joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, you know he's getting ready to be sentenced he he's he has a horrible reputation. He's hated. He's got millions and millions he's of got, dollars yeah, still. Yeah, millions of dollars. Incredibly powerful. Yep. And right before he gets sentenced, Tupac. He, he has a heart attack. I, I, I don't know. I think it may just be the new trendy thing to do amongst those who don't want to pay their debts to society. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've got Slobodan Milosevic. He dies before his trial's over. Mm-hmm. And now Ken Lay pulls the same thing. And uh, Saddam Hussein's next. That's yeah, my right. prediction. Yeah. He will, quote unquote, die. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly won't be of starvation. Yeah, he had a he went on a hunger strike. I don't know if we, yeah, we mentioned talked about it. Did we? Yeah. yeah. He Have went you guys on a hunger noticed, strike that lasted uh, through lunch? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. I, I can see how he'd have a hard time keeping away from the food. Have you noticed his uh, shocking physical similarity to the time to make the donuts guy from the Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> donuts commercial? No. I, I say he will probably disappear, go underground, and all of a sudden there will be a revival of those commercials. <laughs> no one will know. It's uh, it's Saddam. He is a. Yeah, the donuts guy was just a fatter version of Sedona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. And he's like a dictator, like, gotta go make the donuts. Yeah, exactly. like very. Here's very, something's curious. When did those commercials stop? Because you know, I, was I it think when it was right around the time in? they came into power. Is yeah. Right? yeah, like 89, yeah. 88, the, 89. The wave of donuts into uh, <laughs> an authoritarian regime. Yeah, the, this whole war, this whole thing in the Middle East, it's all over donuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. That's inappropriate too. <laughs> Donuts are a form of fuel. It's true. Yeah, the, keeps it, the body it, going. It, 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 the new Dunkin' Donuts slogan is "America runs on Dunkin'." <laughs> on is it really? Yes, wow. that's yeah. really the oh, next slogan. There really is, is something fishy. to There's this. There's something yeah. to this. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Mm. We have an unspoken theory. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sorry for the to the family of Kinlay. We don't mean to make light of his quote unquote death. But it is suspicious. Up next after the break, a song by new artist Brandon Heath. You're listening to Project 86. The song is My Will Be a Dead Man. I thought it was t- very timely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. My Will Be a Dead Man uh, by Project 86. It's the featured video this week at Relevant TV. Um, Kara pointed out during the break that we need to have a disclaimer that we should probably run at the end of every podcast. Um, do you want to go ahead and give that disclaimer? The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views expressed or held by any of those who speak them or <laughs> well, relevant or Christianity in general. Yeah, we don't pure, understand behind anything we say. Yeah. Right. It just comes out. Or, or, or any thinking mouths. human yeah. being. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty much. I know that's true for me. So <laughs> That's good. We'll run that at the end of every podcast. Brandon Heath is a singer-songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee and um, hangs around with the likes of Matt Wirtz and some of those other singer-songwriter types. A very cool guy who came in the studio last week to um, play us some songs off of his new album, Don't Get Comfortable, available September 19th. And here's I'm Not Who I Was. I wish you could see me now I wish I could show you how I'm not who I was I used to be mad at you A little on the hurt side too But I'm not who I was I found my way around to forgiving you Some time ago But I never got to tell you so I found us in a photograph I saw me and I had to laugh You know I'm not who I was You were there, you were right above me And I wonder if you ever loved me just for who I was When the pain came back again like a bitter friend It was all that I could do to keep myself from blaming you Such maybe cuz I wanted so much, I'm not who I was. I was thinking maybe I, I should let you know that I am not the same, but I never did forget your name. No. chance to give it out maybe that's what love is all about I wish you could see me now 
I wish I could show you how I'm not who I was. You're listening to Jim Noir. The song is My Patch off the album Tower of Love on Barsook Records. Um, it's playing right now on Relevant TV. So the editorial question of the week last week was, was a lively one. It was, uh, we asked you to write in and let us, if, let us know if you had any questions for the veritable Adam Smith the new managing editor of Relevant Magazine. So now we're going to pose some of those questions to Adam and he will answer. He has not been prepped on these questions. No. So this is totally off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he's made of. Yeah. You, you heard a scripted joke earlier. Now it's time to see. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, with see, no preparation. Yeah, Let's see how witty he is. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been exercising and flexing my comedic muscles. I've been working with some trainers. Watching some Gallagher <laughs> videos. Right. Yeah. You know, going back, watching, watching a lot of... Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Um, the classics. Yeah, some of the classics. You know, well, that's buddies. what we're all about. No right. sense of reinventing the wheel. Yeah. My favorite Laverne and Shirley's are with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what? He was on that show? Yes, he was. Hmm. He's that old? Yes, he is. He He's maybe... Him and Christopher Walken are the strangest actors <laughs> yeah. in Hollywood. I would love to see the two of them just in a room in a conversation. Wait, with Gary Busey. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he would be the mediator. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to they see them all in a here. Fat Boy Slim video. <laughs> have, have any of y'all ever noticed that um, Gary Busey looks like a drugged up version of Nick Nolte? Yeah, yes. he's, he's the poor oh, man's yeah. Nick Nolte, which yeah. is funny yes. because Nick Nolte is himself the poor man's version. <laughs> right, right. That's so it's great. like you don't even really need two of them. That's awesome. But we do. We yeah. have. We've got to. Oh, I yeah. love Gary Busey. I yeah, know who do. doesn't? He is. He is a lot of teeth. Okay, so on to your questions. Here's one from Aaron Bell. Dear Adam, why did you kill off the Tyler character? <laughs> he was one of my favorite reoccurring, <laughs> reoccurring characters on the show. Well, the Tyler character wasn't killed off. He's actually starring in his own spinoff uh, <laughs> oh. show, and it's it's called Tyler with an exclamation point following it. He moves um, out to L.A., I uh-huh. believe, right? Yeah, and he tries to make a way for himself, and you know he's got his, zany his sister, sister yeah. and his nephew. Uh, and uh, you keep thinking as you watch episodes of Tyler that you know eventually one of the the other relevant cast members you loved so much in the past is gonna show up and do a cameo. How could they not? What with Sweep Sweet coming up, and yet they never do. And it fizzles out after about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, but that uh, uh, but that uh, opening credit scene where 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 Tyler's Tyler's driving down the the Hollywood Boulevard and then he pulls up on the beach and just sits on the hood during sunset yeah so David Henry wrote in with a question and tried to put a fake name and state he signed it Joe comma Pennsylvania (laughs) what is the email address (laughs) (laughs) people when you write in from your home email address we see your full name (laughs) so David Henry wants to know (laughs) why did you ever want to work for Relevant um, I would say uh, there was at first some promises were thrown around, some crazy stuff about um, a milkshake machine <laughs> in the Don't office. Don't forget the timeshare. Yeah, uh, there. I'm supposed to have a timeshare in Sarasota. Um, there are, I don't know. There are a lot of promises made. Uh, so we do whatever we can tell. to get people in the door. Yeah. At points, it seemed too good to be true. And, <laughs> and you're finding out that it is. there is no timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, there is. Time, did you say timeshare? Yeah. They said time chair. A time chair. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that would have been a chair awesome. That's that can one sit that was delivered back I was like, time. why would it be yeah. in Sarasota? No, that was one that was delivered on. The time chair. Yeah. That's actually my <laughs> office chair. He sits in his chair and time stands still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a time traveling chair. It's that pretty awesome. Like, it's pretty amazing. Uh, to the common observer, it may just look like a lawn chair with uh, streamers and Christmas lights wrapped around it. But it's like the I'm DeLorean. You, it, yeah, I'm telling you, it it works. 
It works. All right, we got one here. Um, Ryan Heck wants to know. Um. Uh, Adam, or I'm sorry, he says Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Can you shoot mine bullets? <laughs> if so, hit a co-host now. <laughs> oh! Which one I think gets question it? answered with that groan from Jesse. <laughs> and that was just my mind BB. Here's, here's one from John Book. He's actually got a series of three what, questions. What are these names? I know. Ryan Heck, John Book. There's like <laughs> a detective movie or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People um, from a 1940s era detective novel <laughs> yeah. are actually writing. <laughs> or like, or like, it's like they a radio show. Yeah, yeah, they met me through the time chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John John Book lives in Lake Wobegon, where, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the small town. In a timeshare. Yeah, <laughs> a timeshare that we own. In Lake Wobegon. <laughs> John Book asks, "If you were a dinosaur, what kind of car would you eat and why?" <laughs> That's question one. Um, I'm gonna go. Probably with uh, an AMC Pacer. Okay, it's um, like a, a light snack kind of. Yeah, and yeah. it looks it looks like it has some diet. because of the way the windows are bubbled out. It looks like it might have some crunchiness to it, like a bugle. Yeah, that's good. So okay, John Book, question number two. In your opinion, how many roads must a, wan- a man walk down before they can call him a man? Seventeen. Okay, John Book, question number three. Now here's where it gets saucy. What is one thing that really annoys you about Cameron? Question mark about Kara? Question mark. I'm not making this up. Jesse's not annoying. He at least tries to oh. read my emails on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh it's that guy. That guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. He's being, he, we're gonna have to cut him out. I have no history oh, with come that on. guy. These are good so. questions. Okay. That guy gets on the podcast every week. Uh, all right, guy. all right. We'll let it stay in, but don't write in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, so, from your time sharing, like, well, we got. Um, do you want me to answer these then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah, um, we do. I would say that the uh, the thing that would irritate me about Cameron is that he will often strut around the office shirtless <laughs> and flexing. Uh, obviously flexing, even though he's he's trying to pretend that he's not that that's his natural. So physique. I'm strutting and, and flexing. You've caught on. Yeah, okay. yeah. Shirtless, sometimes oiled, and um, <laughs> I would say with Kara, um, the thing Uh-oh. that irritates me with her is that she has her desk on a 15 foot high platform. <laughs> um, so otherwise that actually, known as my throne. Right. You have to physically sit below her. Um, to show the a posture of subservience when you come into her office, and that she, annoys me too. She's always wearing like furs, you know, and she has like a big roaring fireplace in there. And she's always stroking a lap dog, and uh, like Dr. sitting Claw. in her, her big wing back chair. I do chair. love corgis. Um, and so you feel a little, you feel intimidated walking into the Whenever office. Whenever you already. walk in, she slowly turns yeah, the chair slowly, around, and it creaks, you know. <laughs> Is there a lot of mahogany in there? There's a lot, and it's 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 dark except for the roaring fire yeah. and, the, and, and, and the opera music. And she's always silhouetted. <laughs> oh, I would love to be in an office like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of irritating. That is, um, <laughs> but you're getting used to it. Jesse, though, there's there's really absolutely nothing, even the least bit irritating about uh, every day that you spend with Jesse is like pure liquid bliss. Um, <laughs> If you could actually distill Jesse into an essence and inject him into your neck every day would be the best day of your life. That's the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. All right, I got one here. Um, From Day Sewell. Come again? Day, D-A-Y, Sewell. These are a little less serious than the others. Um, When when was the first and life-changing encounter you had spiritually other than salvation? It was probably um, when I was 19 years old at a youth group meeting. I was the creepy guy who was already out of high school at a youth group meeting. And uh, I would say that I had a fairly um, life-altering encounter and just really felt a a strong urging towards uh, ministry of, of any kind. So, yeah, to answer that and all... In all seriousness and earnestness, there you go. Cool. Was, was Bono speaking? Yeah, he was. <laughs> Number um, two. Thanks for making light of that. <laughs> if given the if given the chance to go anywhere in the world with the mission to spread the gospel, other than where you are, where would it be and why? 
anywhere in the world, probably Europe. Uh, I've just always wanted to go to Europe. So, uh, and I know that it's a very it's, dark continent, mm-hmm, secular humanism mm-hmm. and all. And, uh, think it'd be just very fascinating. Something like, what is it? Like 3% of France is considered Christian. Yeah. And, and something like 30 or 20% is Muslim. Or something. Yeah. I believe in, in Paris, uh, and I could be wrong on this figure, but uh, my wife actually went to Paris uh, a couple of years ago uh, with an evangelical ministry, and there are, uh, at last count, four evangelical churches in Paris. Oh my gosh! In the entire city. So, wow. uh, I I know we'll, we'll get some emails about that. I know we have listeners and readers in Europe. That every time I I've I've seen stories on the website in different places that talks about. Um, bringing the gospel to Europe. And there yeah. are definitely devoted pockets everywhere. It's you like know. an underground and, movement. And, and yeah. they're probably, you know, I I anticipate getting emails telling me that, you know, hey, we're an evangelical church in Paris as well. And, I mean, if, if you're out there and you are, there are indeed more than four evangelical churches, God bless you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about it. You know, I want to know what's going on. I want to know. I have a question. Sure. I want to know why you're walking around the office talking about how Superman is a good movie. Oh uh, well, probably it was horrible. Probably because it was one of the finest pieces of American cinema ever made. So you just <laughs> won everybody over, yeah. and now you just lost them. See, so, I, I, I'm I, telling you, Superman, and I say this without exaggerating. It was so good, and it impacted me so deeply that for the next 24 hours after I saw it, pictures of me wouldn't even turn out. <laughs> it was just a blinding white aura of light, and uh, if you looked at it, you couldn't say. That there were words printed on it, but somehow everyone who saw it knew that it said goodness. Um, my pinky has become opposable <laughs> since he, seeing it. Here, here, here's my question. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a bad movie, but I certainly didn't feel like it was good. Hmm. Why? So would you say you're indifferent? Yeah, I was. Ind- it was entertaining, you know. I mean, Superman, cool effects. Why? What made you think it was better than Spider Man or, or X Men or one of the other good ones? You know, I can't. I can't speak as to uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, but it's almost not even a fair question because I, I like Superman as a character better than Spider-Man. So all other things being equal, I'm going to like a movie about Superman more. I, I, had, I had such issues with that movie because I felt like it was a caricature of the original Superman movies where like the, I think since... I, I think since that era, the bar has been raised uh, in cinematography and Batman Begins is the absolute yep. case in the point. They they changed the game and showed that you can remake a story that's already been told and do it in such a new perspective that it's fresh and engaging <laughs> and exciting. How terrible was Kevin Spacey? And to, well, to me, Superman, literally, Kevin Spacey was playing Gene Hackman yeah. and the Superman dude was playing Christopher Reeves. They were not playing the characters. They were playing the people who had played the characters. And so to me... It was just so removed from anything that was engaging. It was literally like CGI characters. You know how CGI characters like are all stiff and kind of plasticky yeah. when they try to do humans and they don't look right? That's what it felt like to me. I thought their performances and, were plastic. And, and, and uh, Lex Luthor's like gang of thugs. It was like, oh, let's get some guys that look one like they're them, hanging out in the meat packing okay, plant. Okay, one of them like, was the dude from Harold and Kumar yeah, go to White yeah. Castle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a pretty how's, intimidating how's, thug. How's he was Kumar, kicking Superman. Yeah. yeah. Beating up yeah. Superman. Spoiler. Sorry. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I actually I have a very fundamental question. I'm not I'm not into comic books. I don't really know the Superman sub subplots and okay. stuff like that. Okay, but there's this moment in the movie where he gets shot and obviously everything bounces off of him and then they shot him in the eyeball and the bullet crushed and bounced off. But later in the movie, when Kevin Spacey had a shard of rock, he could stab him with it and it would That was kryptonite. That was kryptonite, my but, friend. But but I understand that. But I mean if if he is steel and and things can't penetrate him, how come kryptonite could? That's it's the only one, thing that can. Yeah. Well, I understand that the or the the radiation of kryptonite can kill him. But what I'm saying is, like, if the man is absolutely I think it like burns, he's already in a weakened state. Yeah. By that time, yeah, So if like, he would have shot him with a gun at that yeah. state, he would have died. Were yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that when the kryptonite is around him, it makes him less steel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what comes. Okay. Out. This this. Um, uh, and that was well. They uh, did a great job explaining that. Yeah. Well, here's here's my question. Well, I understood. Why do Why didn't someone just carry around kryptonite and then when he's weak, just shoot him? It's right. like the Highlander. You know, the only way you can kill the Highlanders cut their head off. Why don't you shoot him? 
And cut the head off. Yeah, cut his head off. <laughs> I always had a huge problem with Highlander, as I do Superman. Did Superman have the biggest budget of all the comic book movies? Three hundred yes. million. Yeah, I'd like to speak to him for a moment, though, to the uh, the Batman <laughs> argument. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people banding about Batman Begins, which which was a phenomenal movie. I'll give you that. And a lot of people are saying, Just "Be you know, careful Batman's what you say here." So much better of a character. My, my uncle wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I find that hard to believe because I went back in the time chair and invented <laughs> Batman. Um, um, well, yeah, Batman's a great character if you like violent, brooding sociopaths. Right. You know, uh, Superman is all things good and pure and Christ-like, and Except Batman is pretty much child. the yeah. uh, the Spoiler horrible, <laughs> the horrible, despicable parts of human nature. So you know, hey, whoever you like better. You know, I mean. I think I'll go with the guy Jesus likes. I don't know. You guys yeah, can okay. keep your, this uh, was the other, your revenge-driven sociopath. This is the other issue. Let's I mean, the, the, the whole Christ analogy was so over the top. Yeah. Like when he, up in space, when he you know died, and he f- descends to earth in the cross. Yeah. Uh, I'm fantastic. Just go- yeah. I'm just going, seriously, people, we caught on. You don't need to be that literal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really felt like they were dumbing everything down for a stupid audience. Perhaps I'm, I am part of that demographic, the stupid audience demographic. Wait a minute! Yeah, I, I didn't realize he's he like Jesus. <laughs> what? Wait! What are they trying to say? And they're doing the voiceover of "My only son will die for the world." Who will come to Earth to show them the light? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, wait that's, a minute! Wait, I've heard some this kind of, somewhere. It's some kind of Christ wait, symbolism. Wait! Wait a minute! Crucifix! It's. He's like Jesus. It's like the Da Vinci Code. We're, we're, it's all actually coming together for me right now. I had no idea. We're about to go to uh, a big Christian industry trade show next week, and I, I'm going to predict right now. I see at least nine books about the gospel according to Superman, <laughs> oh. or some iteration of that. At least nine. That's my prediction. Last year, no lie, I saw three books about the gospel according to Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. <laughs> a year late. But you have to think, can those those books stop a bullet with their eye? (laughs) Probably not. But they could live on if they were stabbed with a rock. Case closed. (laughs) (laughs) I I defy anyone here to get stabbed in the spleen with a sharpened rock and be okay with it. Oh, speaking of of movies, have any of you all seen Click yet? No. No. It's excellent. Excellent. Weeping in the theater. Wow. Like, it's it's one of those punch-you-in-the-gut like click incredibly profound movies wow absolutely the adam sandler absolutely one? no absolutely. i like adam sandler absolutely. i think he's turned into a very good actor this is this is more along are the we lines. thinking about the same uh this guy, is more Billy along Madison. terrible reviews right yeah that's what we couldn't figure out because i mean it's a little formulaic you see it come in but it still packs an emotional punch no lie i mean the entire theater was bawling that's I mean, weird. you see it coming, but you still so are it's touched like by it. Spanglish, sort of. It's like Spanglish with this really profound father-son storyline. And father-son storylines always get me, like they get any guy. You know, you got your uh, Goodwill Hunting and yeah. your uh, Dead Poet Society, and you know, uh, Field of Dreams. What guy wasn't crying during Field of Dreams? Even, even Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Oh, Rudy. Okay, <laughs> no lie. Click. Click falls into that category for guys. Wow. Rudy. No, no, no. Wow. Okay, I'm not talking about cinematic masterpiece, but like the way emotional it, level. emotional level wow. that you're touched at the end, you are touched that much in, in Click. You know, for me, it's it's always been the uh, the end of the Muppet movie. <laughs> Which one? The original, not the, the Muppets, original, not the yeah. Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. The original. Did, did anyone remember? Um, you know, I, I I'm quite a bit younger, um, so this could just be. The Transformers movie. Oh, heck yeah. The Transformers movie, of course. When the death scene. Mm. Was it, uh, are you talking Optimus Prime or Starscream? I'm talking about Optimus Prime. Uh, that movie, I would, I still that would really weep. tore at your heart. Yeah. Just, yeah. you were like four though. So you, you could watch that movie today. And when Optimus Prime is on his deathbed. It, is, was he a Christ figure? I mean, if, 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 Christ, if Christ if Christ came back in back the f- earth. <laughs> yeah, if Christ came back in the form of a semi truck, then <laughs> was that sacrilegious? Okay, and so to tie in with with this movie discussion is uh, this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. What movie had the most profound emotional effect on you? You know, some people have kind of like a life movie yeah. that yeah that really changed their life or 
really for, honestly going way back for me it would dead post society really mm-hmm. impacted me i mean like really yeah. impacted me how about hoosiers no i didn't really see it you never saw hoosiers have you seen hoosiers i'm but see, that, that's just like answer. a feel-good... No, no, th- that has the, the whole father scene, underdog. too. He, Does it? He's drunk with the gun in the woods and everything. And wow. It's, yeah. Oh, old Yeller. <laughs> he doesn't kill a dog, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's more father-son than, than boy and dog. <laughs> but that's kind of father-son. That's one of those thing. common themes in movies. Yeah, boy and dog. Boy and dog. I think probably the one that most profoundly impacted me emotionally had to have been uh, the... Uh, the early 90s Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo vehicle, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. Mm, really the whole, the whole uh, Weekend at Bernie's, the whole franchise. It, just, <laughs> it really does get to you. you know? <laughs> okay, but for real, we want to know your actual movies that have... And, 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 and you know what would be really cool is actually if they didn't and, and include the following. Field of Dreams, Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting. The Passion. Mm. The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Or Click. So be creative, people. Yeah, be creative. Get out there and watch some movies. Yeah, Have yourself a good cry. <laughs> and then tell us about it. <laughs> Curl up with some Ben and Jerry's. In a timeshare. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> at, at your timeshare. You yeah, then you can see any movie as it debuts. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for your feedback. Uh, write in to editorial at relevantmagazine.com to answer the question about telling us your kind of favorite movie that packed a profound emotional punch for you. Okay, up next, Relevant Update. You're listening to Arcade Fire. The song is Rebellion Lies, which, if you remember, we played a bit of a few weeks ago when we did the acapella mm-hmm. podcast. And now um, that got such a positive response, we decided to go ahead and put the video up on Relevant TV. So, in Relevant News, uh, we hired a new managing editor. What? His name's Adam Smith. <laughs> did you think, wow, Tyler looks so different this week? <laughs> Tyler doesn't shave his arms, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, our the September issue of Relevant Magazine is in design right now. Um, the July issue with Thrice on the cover just came out. If you see it on newsstands, um, you know, do us a favor and buy a copy. Or um, if if not, go ahead and subscribe. You can go to the website right now and subscribe for only ten bucks. We, um, you know, the Relevant Magazine subscriptions are what pay for this podcast. So we would appreciate your support. You know, because we got to put food on Jesse's table. And right. furs on my back. Mm. And furs on. We <laughs> got to fire firewood. Yeah. <laughs> go buy some firewood. So please subscribe for 10 bucks. It'll buy at least one log. Sponsor <laughs> uh, a log. The kind of log. Yeah, that's an expensive. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's a pricey. Mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> mahogany logs. Yeah. Pure redwood. Um, <laughs> Endangered redwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she burns, she, she burns she all poached dodo egg. <laughs> Um, another another update. The festival she crew. She rides a manatee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a manatee in an aquarium. <laughs> the wall. I'm a manatee. Sea cow. What, Whatever. Sea cow. That <laughs> Jack Jack That's right. <laughs> I'm a manatee. Whatever. Sea cow. Hey. Another update. The festival crew this weekend uh, is at Cornerstone. So if you're listening to this on Friday. Hopefully, you'll make it out to the festival. Did they on have Saturday. a good vacation? They yeah. did. Yeah, last week, I did we announce Creation Festival was canceled because yeah. of the weather up in the Northeast? And so, our, our festival guys were kind of uh, caught in the middle of nowhere and had to just kind of hole up in a cabin in the mountains for a week. Yeah, up in, North the Carol- in the mountains of North Carolina. <laughs> yep. so. so, now they're off at. Uh, at at Cornerstone. So if you're there, definitely buy things from our booth because we lost a lot of money last week by not being at Creation. So we could use your help. Or just go to the website and subscribe to the magazine. Yeah, that, that Make helps the difference too. there. Mm-hmm. In a couple of weeks, we have a book coming out called Hope in the Dark. It's a photo book. It's actually the first kind of coffee table book we've done. Um, it's probably the most visually amazing thing that we've ever published. It's um, It's large format. Uh, Jeremy Cowart, who's a pretty well-known photographer, and Jenna Lee, 
who's um, the head of Bloodwater Mission, um, put the book together from a trip that they took uh, earlier this year, or I'm sorry, late last year in Africa. And it tells the story of a lot of people that are being um, helped there and touched there. It's just an amazing book. If you go to relevantstore.com, you can actually check it out and see photos and kind of look inside the book or, or go to Amazon or something. It's up there too. But it releases in a couple weeks. However, if you buy it from relevantstore.com now, you can get it early. So that's a little inside tip uh, for just the podcast listeners. So um, yeah, check that out. Uh, the video slice of the day, still going well. Yeah. Still going strong. I hope so. We, we moved the office around um, on Monday. We Everybody moved. And uh, we will show you the results of that um, on the video slice of the day office tour. Yeah. Um, I guess today. Uh, uh, yeah. Friday. And, and so, next Friday yeah. too. Um, you know, I was in I was in public supermarket by my house the other day, and um, and the music section front row center like was relevant, and wow. Rolling Sweet. Stone was behind us, nice. and I didn't even do it. Where it belongs. <laughs> and Maya saw it last week, and there were six, and I saw it last night, and there were three. Ooh. Beautiful, isn't that awesome? Mm. I thought that was cool. So we have sold at least three copies of the, <laughs> no, the thrice <laughs> issue yeah. of the thrice issue it's a great it's a good issue you know how you we bet. had a um, reader design or um illustrate the mine bullets hitting a yak from yeah. 200 yards i wonder if we could get someone to design a time chair <laughs> for us um i mean someone already has and it's, <laughs> it's the in one it. in my office <laughs> oh my bad but if they wanted to do an artist's concept of what it might look like yeah we'd we'd be open to that ridiculous <laughs> They're going to think you're on drugs. <laughs> we don't do drug testing here. Might be a good idea. Yeah. We do we do personality tests, and I thought your personality type was really interesting. The the um, the book said that um, both the media and the ministry are full of your personality type. Wow. Okay. And the carnival was the third option. Yeah, that's I carny. Yeah, that's a time of my life I'd rather not speak about. Thank, thanks, where the Jesse. Shaved arms thanks, Jesse. It was. We were almost through an entire podcast without saying Carney. So thank you for <laughs> without making a derogatory a derogatory statement towards people that were in oh, Carney. And we need to issue a public apology to Meatloaf and Meatloaf's family. <laughs> Apparently they were offended. Last week saying that he was sweaty and disgusting. Even though we're he gonna does. show up at work one day and there's Sometimes gonna be the truth all these hurts people, all right? <laughs> there's gonna be all these carnies just waiting for us. Yeah. And, and Meatloaf will be their ringleader. <laughs> yeah. I, strangely, profusely. strangely, I I had I a I had a um, an incident involving meatloaf at a carnival. <laughs> um, wait, like the, wait, the person meatloaf or the food meatloaf? Uh, well, it was actually neither. It was it was a recording of the person meatloaf. I got on the gravitron, which is the ride that spins you around really really fast and you stick to the wall. And when I got on, the guy that was working at it had like super long hair and he's wearing like a flannel shirt, kind of squirrely looking guy. What guy at the fair isn't squirrely? (laughs) That's like, but of course he was a carny. That's like saying the white guy in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I get onto the Gravitron and he starts blasting that out of hell. Like like it's art. I'm already uncomfortable enough because I'm in a Gravitron. And it's really hot. But he starts playing it, and he gets this look like, is my time to shine? And it's packed. Like, he had to wait in line. Mm. And so, you know, there's people circling the whole thing. He's at the control thing in the middle, and he starts climbing everywhere, like, just, like, hanging off. Because it's, like, you know, he's, it's like, anti-gravity. And he's rocking out, doing Spider-Man moves to Meatloaf. That is wow. bizarre. It was terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely wow. terrifying. Probably your first mistake was earlier that day when you thought, maybe I'll go down to a carnival. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you began vomiting meatloaf and you hadn't actually eaten any. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Meatloaf. <laughs> and and then at getting off the ride, I was sweaty and disgusting. So <laughs> it came, it came, so it came full circle. Wow. <laughs> so, there, there, so that's that. So, so would that count as this week's story time with Jesse? Yeah, because oh, yeah. we've got an email. These emails yeah, too. yeah. What happened count. to story time with Jesse? Yeah, it's yep. now it's unofficial. He's like, those stories were so funny. I'm like, we did it once. <laughs> yeah, James Woodley asked Liar. that, and then he said, shirt size XL. Yeah. 
<laughs> Everybody's people. always wanting people. a shirt. We don't give away shirts when you write into us, just so you know. Stop putting your shirt size. They're you stop should stop writing say, in. Here's what you should do. You should say, here's my credit card number. Go ahead and give me a subscription. <laughs> right. And a shirt. And a shirt <laughs> size XL. XL. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention one other thing. Um, last week, we, 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 we made reference to a very funny YouTube clip of a, of a newscaster dancing on grapes. And she she was making these unearthly groans. <laughs> uh, she fell she noises. fell about about eighteen inches, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow managed to to spawn a demon <laughs> <laughs> in pain. I mean, the, she got stabbed with kryptonite on, yeah. the, on the ground. <laughs> and sure enough, um, like so, someone remixed the song. Um, I say remix like there was ever an original mix. <laughs> he took the sound bite. The about it's about probably about a forty-five second soundbite of her just moaning in pain. Like I said, after falling a good eighteen inches, um, and he made a song, and it is very funny. So here it is. <laughs> In the podcast on that note. Thank yeah, on you. A high note. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go Jesse. Home, always take classy. the high road. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it classy, podcast yeah. listeners. <laughs> so on that, with that, there's nothing else to say. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Relevant Podcast. Uh, much thanks to Brandon Heath for coming through and performing. You can uh, find out more about Brandon at brandonheath.net. Much thanks to anyone who wrote in <laughs> questions to Adam Smith. I hope you learned a lot. And aren't scared off. And aren't scared off. Please, <laughs> please, please keep listening. Don't hold it against them. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse. I'm Adam Smith. We'll see you next week. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views expressed or held by any of those who speak them or relevant or Christianity in general.